Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice and disincarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab, and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see View and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. with Susan Reynolds. Whoa, sir. The energies are really coming strong, especially since the full moon and the solstice. We currently have four planets either in retrograde and some others that are coming in retrograde, with Mercury being one of them soon. Well, we at CBU always feel the effect of Mercury retrograde, especially because we have to do with communication and electronics, a combination that sometimes we suffer for that. So sometimes music starts playing when we weren't even thinking of putting any music or calls get dropped out, or we even get calls that we, we are not seeing on the, on the switchboard. So everything can happen. But in the personal um, part of our lives, this can also bring some disruptions in your own life. But July is more much. We are having a lot of events and things are happening. And who else to tell us about that than our friends, and, and astrologers Susan Reynolds. Welcome to see you, Susan, and to your show. 
Hey, Claudia. Good to be here. Oh, yeah. Well, you are absolutely right. July is promising to be a major, major astrological month with um, big doings going on. Right now, in late June, we are getting ready to go into July with four planets retrograde. We have Jupiter retrograde, Saturn retrograde, Pluto retrograde. This past June 21st on the summer solstice, Neptune turned retrograde. So right at the beginning on July 1st, we already have four planets going retrograde. Now, for those of you who don't know, when a planet is retrograde, it simply means that that planet appears to be moving backwards. In reality, of course, they are not. The planets don't zip around changing directions at will. But from our point of view here on Earth, it looks like they're going backwards. And when any planet is retrograde, it means the energies of that planet are not moving forward clearly and cleanly and obviously. They sort of go underground or sideways a little bit. So not only do we enter the month of July with four planets already not moving forward, but on July 7th, we have Mercury joining them to also turn retrograde. And so for almost all of July, we will have five planets retrograde. Let me tell you, that is a lot of retrograde energy going on in the sky right now. When we are dealing with Mercury retrograde, Mercury covers and deals with electronic things, and it also deals with our everyday life. Think about the things you do in your everyday life. (coughs) Excuse me. You get in the car. Mercury rules cars. So there can be weird lights that go on and off. How many of you have ever been in that situation where the car is doing something weird, but when you take it into the shop or the service guy, nothing happens? You're like, I promise you, he was making this weird noise. You know, that's Mercury retrograde. It rules our cell phones, our computers. It rules the mail because it rules everyday activities. It rules appointments, going to the dentist or the doctor, or if you have clients or sales meetings. It rules paperwork, so we have to follow up on receipts, and the the bank got something wrong on our statement, and we have to, and they refuse to admit it. We're double checking. It is not usually life threatening. It is usually extremely annoying, as Claudia just said. Weird things happen with electronics. They have calls show up that aren't supposed to show up and calls drop that weren't supposed to be there. And our toaster oven stops working and our refrigerator is making a weird noise. And welcome to Mercury Retrograde. And with all of these other planets being retrograde as well, we're getting a huge dose of this. Now, yes. We are most of us usually very annoyed when Mercury goes retrograde. We have appointments, we are busy, we are doing things, and we want everything to fall into place. Boom, 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 boom. And no, it doesn't usually happen like that. Clients forget their appointment, and we misplace something, and we can't find our car keys. But it does not mean that this is a bad energy. I like it when Mercury goes retrograde because I calm down mentally. I'm going and doing and concentrating and looking at my book and getting here and getting there. And when Mercury goes retrograde, I take a deep breath. It is a wonderful, wonderful time to meditate and to turn within. And it will go retrograde on July 7th, and it will turn direct again on July 30th. 
So for most of the month, you have a real opportunity for going within and getting in touch with yourself, for figuring out what is it that you really want to know. What direction do you want your life to take? And yes, if you have the time to do that, then yes, it is a wonderful time for self-reflection and self-awareness. But no question about it, if you are planning a trip, this can be very annoying. The airline loses your luggage. The hotel doesn't have your reservations. One of the things that I tell people all the time is double-check everything. Keep your receipts, print out your confirmation number, make sure you can wave it under their nose when they say they have no record of a reservation for you. You have to be patient, and you have to be ready for delays and miscommunications. If possible, back up all phone conversations with an email or a text that says, so per our conversation, this is how we're going to handle this. You know, something that you can point to as a record or a backup. But I will tell you that a flexible patient attitude is probably the best quality that you can bring to July. Because with all of these planets not moving forward, we don't move forward as quickly or as easily as we would like. Now, I will tell you, July is the month when all of this is going to be most intense. In August, this sort of astrological logjam starts to break up. And in August, Jupiter, which was retrograde, turns direct, followed by Saturn in September. That was retrograde, turns direct. And then, to round this out, in October, we have Pluto that was retrograde, turning direct. So right after July, as soon as we enter into August, boom, 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 like dominoes, all of the planets that were sitting around not doing too much start to pick up speed. So don't be surprised to see July be a bit frustrating with things not happening that were supposed to be happening, things being delayed that you thought were going to go forward smoothly. But then in August, that energy starts to smooth out. And that's what you need to wait for. If it's possible, I would wait to put forward major projects until after August. Well, not the whole month. Specifically, Jupiter turns direct on August 11th. So if you can start to put your projects forward after August 11th, you get the benefit of Jupiter being direct and Mercury will be direct. And yes, there will still be retrograde energy, but they're all getting ready to change. So July is sort of mm, the delineation between before and after. Before when we're dealing with all these things going on that we don't much like and we feel a bit frustrated and and sometimes lazy. You know, when planets are not, you know, busy going and doing, we don't want to be busy going and doing. It's like, no, it's too hot. No, I don't want to go there. We tend to want to stay home more. We tend to want to, to just do very little, we tend to want to relax. So if you can give yourself a bit of a break in July, that would be wonderful. Take a few days off and go to the beach, drive to the mountains, go visit friends in another city, you know, do whatever you need to do to relax and give yourself a bit of a break. And try to be patient with this little mixed up energy of July, because starting in August, early August, 
it starts to get better and things start to open up and we start to see possibilities that we didn't see up until then. So try not to make any irrevocable decisions. Remember, Mercury retrograde is not a great time to sign paperwork. Now, that doesn't mean it's a bad decision, but it can be that the paperwork gets lost or, you know, the lawyer forgot to file it or you forgot to get a copy of it or, you know, Think about that beginning of the word re. When you're in retrograde, you redo things. You you go back and you repeat things. You you know, oh, I know I made a copy of that and it's gone, and there you are making another copy of that. So be patient with yourself if that is happening. But if you can keep from signing any paperwork, I would wait until after July 30th. But, of course, do not let the planets take over your life. They are not supposed to. They are there to help us, give us information, and help our lives be easier, not harder. We're not supposed to be a slave to what is the moon doing today and where is Mercury. Um, I work with astrology every day, and I have done tons of things on a day that was not an auspicious astrological day for that. We have more control over our lives than the planets ever do. That's a big, big, big takeaway in astrology. Don't think the planets are taking control of your life. We control our life. Now, as if all of that was not enough that is going on in July, it's eclipse season. So we have a solar eclipse in July and a lunar eclipse in July. This is going to be one busy, I was going to use another word, but I'll just say busy, busy month, and we have a lot going on. So I want to talk about these eclipses a little bit, but before I do that, I want to jump around, and I am going to ask Claudia if we have a caller who has already called in and wanted to talk to me on the line. We do. So we're going to start with Julia. And let's welcome Julia to the show. You have her information, so you can talk to her now. Hi, Julia. Hi, Susan. It's great to get to talk to you. Well, same here. Now, I've got your (laughs) chart, lovely chart, lots of interesting things going on. Um, So I am going to ask, what is it that you would most like to ask me or have me talk about in your chart? Um, well, what I'm facing uh, at this point in my life is a uh, career. I need to get myself in some sort of a career path and get some finances going. And, of course, there's always the love interest. I would like to connect with that, you know, love of my life, life partner love and money. situation. <laughs> yeah, love and money. <laughs> this is what we all want to know about. It's like yes. the two big things, love <laughs> the and universal, money. Right? Yeah, it's money and love. But those are the two biggies for most of us. Well, I can tell you, first of all, that you have both the Sun and Pluto up there in the 10th house. And the 10th house is the house that indicates our career. And so this is this is a nice placement to have. It really indicates that you may have a career that is very satisfying to you. You may find great pleasure in what you're doing. You may receive some sort of public recognition. There is a lot of leadership potential here, Julia. So don't sell yourself short. You have some Virgo energy here as well. And Virgo is a lovely sign. All the signs are lovely signs. They all have their upside and they all have their shadow sign. 
But one of the shadow sides of Virgo is that it will accept less than what it can do for themselves. They want to be humble and self-effacing, and it is one of the true, true service-oriented signs of the zodiac. It brings them pleasure to serve. But you want to make sure that you are not taking that quality too far and keeping yourself from achieving all that you can achieve. Don't say no to a job. That might be a great job. But you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that job. I, you know, don't have a master's. Everybody has a master's that's doing that job. No, no, I can't do that. That that can happen to Virgo. They really like those rules and regulations and certifications and documentation. So I'm going to say, first of all, open up to possibility. Don't think small. Think big and allow this to come in. And I'm making a point of telling you this because this year, technically in December, Jupiter is going to change signs and it is going to move into Capricorn. And it is going to move into Capricorn on December 2nd. And this is a big plus for you in terms of work and career because it ends 2019 on this career note, but then it moves in to career in 2020. And it gives you a nice boost. Jupiter usually brings a little present. Jupiter brings a little something. It opens up our vision. I would definitely be looking for a new job at the very least, maybe a new career, a new leadership position to come in. Not only that, but this planet is making a beautiful aspect with your sun and with this Pluto and with Saturn and with Jupiter. Like this planet loves you, Julia. (laughs) I look for some very nice career energy to be coming in. Probably not as quickly as what you would like. I would be surprised if it came in in July. It might, but with all that stuck energy, you may not be opening up to that as quickly as as you would want. You know, looking for a job is a big deal, and we kind of want it now. And, And it doesn't come in immediately, but it is there right around the corner. And best of all, once it starts to come in, it is staying there. And I think this new job is going to be at some sort of nice salary. It looks like there's extra money coming in. You're doing much better professionally and financially from probably around October of this year of 2019, at least through around April or May of 2020. So I don't know what kind of job you're looking at. You know, you'd be a good teacher. Have you ever thought of doing anything in the educational system? Because you're a good teacher and you're a wonderful administrator and organizer. You'd be good in human resources. There's a lot of um, health and wellness here. You might consider some hospitals. Do you have a particular profession you're thinking about? Um, I've done, like, clerical support in the past, but I'm not sure. I've been out of work for a while, and it's, like, starting over. I was a homemaker for a long time, so I'm, like, restructuring my life after divorce. Well, you're very organized, so I wouldn't worry about the big gap because I think you're gifted. And I said in in terms of administrative support and organization, and I think the place that you go to are really going to appreciate that skill set. I would look at hospitals, I would look at schools, and I would go more big business. Even <coughs> even though I don't necessarily see that job manifesting in July, I would still be in your resume. 
I would be calling, I would be putting the energy out there. Just because I don't necessarily see the results happening in the next four or five weeks doesn't mean that you're not going to get a nice payoff from that later on down the road. So I am going to say, yes, I think you're going to get a new job. I think it's going to be a good job for you. I think it's going to bring you in a nice salary, and it is going to help you financially. It's just not going to arrive as quickly as what you would want. Now, let's take a look at some other things going on here. And I think the other thing you asked about um, was money. And I did touch on that. I do see extra money coming in probably through this new job. But I see that coming in later, more around October and then going through mid-2020. So I do see the money situation improving and getting much better for you. Most of all and best of all, I see you becoming more confident in yourself as far as what I can do and who I can be. And I really like that. I will say, hang on, I do see around October, November, you may sort of hit a little bit of a wall, a little bit of depression or feeling sorry for yourself. Or, You know, we all go through those periods where life is just a little bit sucky and we're not very happy and God forgot about us. And, you know, it's what I call kick the can kind of energy. We just get to be mopey and feel sorry for ourselves. And we all go through different periods like that. I think you may be in a period like that around, um, you know, mid or early October, through around the beginning of November. But around mid-November, you come out of that. And then mid-November, going through the end of the year, you start to feel much stronger. You're ready to get out of the house. You're ready to go places. You're ready to accept invitations. And I would say accept all the holiday invitations that are coming your way because um, I see a bigger and better social life for you. And I see getting out there more is the best way I know how to put that. So I'm excited about that. And I think that is a plus for you. I'm also going to say, hang on. I'm looking at some of the other things here to see what else. Oh, crap, darn. I'm so sorry, Julia. I can oh, keep talking. No. But... <laughs> oh, shoot. You didn't get to love. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, hopefully I can I check I did talk about it. your social check life, it. and I did talk about yes. the periods that are best for you to get out there and to meet somebody new. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much. I'm glad I got to talk to you. <laughs> okay, my thank pleasure. You, thank, thank you, Thank you. Okay, well, let's switch up here a little bit, and let's go back to July. It is absolutely sort of busy, crazy astrological month. And we really kick off the month of July with our solar eclipse on July 2nd. We have a solar eclipse in the sign of Cancer. And a solar eclipse happens when the moon gets between the sun and the earth and and sort of blocks off the light of the sun. The light of the sun is eclipsed, you know, hence the term solar eclipse. And then eclipses always, always, always occur in pairs. You're not ever going to have a solar eclipse without a lunar eclipse. Then on July 16th, we have a lunar eclipse in Capricorn. And a lunar eclipse happens when um, the energies of the Earth kind of get between 
the light of this, the moon and the sun. And so the moon is eclipsed. The light of the moon is eclipsed. And so both of these are going to affect us. These eclipses are in cardinal signs. Both Cancer and Capricorn are cardinal signs. And the four cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So if you're one of these four signs, you may be affected by this eclipse a bit more than other people. It's just a possibility. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. I always refer to eclipses as astrological wild cards because you never know what is going to happen. It's like, I don't know if any of you watch Star Trek or the, you know, the whole Trekkies series. I used to watch Star Trek Next Generation, and they were always talking about wormholes. And this is how I think of eclipses. They are astrological wormholes. Because in science fiction, a wormhole takes you from one galaxy to the next galaxy in the blink of an eye. It's like a secret passage. This is what eclipses do. They can change your life in the blink of an eye. They can take you from one reality, one knowledge, one way of living into something new and different very, very quickly. So months or even years of of work or struggle or ideas about something may change in the blink of an eye. Now, in the few days leading up to an eclipse, that is referred to as the shadow of the eclipse. And if this eclipse is happening on July 2nd, I would really look at the shadow of the eclipse to be operating from at least the 28th. Um, hang on a minute. 29th, 30th. That's a li- that may be a little far, but I think most of the people um, that listen to astrology shows and are involved in metaphysics, and for want of a better way of putting it, the woo-woo community, I think they're more sensitive to changing energies. So I have backed up that shadow quite a bit, probably more than I would for the general public. But the shadow of the eclipse is the period leading up to the eclipse. And in general, that is not considered to be a particularly auspicious time for new projects, for launching new action, for taking the initiative. Traditionally, in ancient astrology, eclipses were considered to be portents of doom for kings and queens and emperors. There was sometimes a fall from grace or a fall from power associated with eclipses. Many times, plans, projects that we think are going to work out one way take a completely different turn that is totally out of the blue and unexpected. And think about, um, oh, who are they? The, the Prince Charles and Princess Diana. They got married in the shadow of an eclipse. And I remember when they got married, it's like, ooh, I wish they consulted an astrologer before they picked that date because I remember not liking it too much. And there you go. They took a huge step, and, you know, that's a huge project, their marriage. And it took a completely unexpected turn. Who would have ever expected um, Princess Diana and Prince Charles to divorce, you know, 20 years later or whatever it was. So things do not always turn out as planned. Now, that does not mean that an eclipse is bad. But think about who we consider to be in charge 
we consider kings and queens, certainly, in royalty in Europe. But in this day and age, it's more likely to be presidents and premiers and, um, you know, different kinds of titles for different kinds of heads of state. Because even if it is a political head of state, astrologically, that would be considered to be the person in charge, the leader. And their initiatives and their actions can often take unexpected turns and not turn out well for them. It doesn't mean it has to, but the more uh, aware that a leader is, the more emotionally connected they are, the more emotionally healthy they are, the better they can deal with this energy to use it to move them to a better place. With cancer energy, cancer has a lot to do with home and family. Cancer is also the sign that rules our feelings. All the water signs are emotional, but none more so than cancer. And I can say this because I'm a cancer. And let me tell you, cancer is super, super sensitive to everything. And they can get their feelings hurt at the drop of a hat. So most of us are going to be more sensitive than usual in those few days leading up to the eclipse and at the eclipse time. We may take offense easily. We may be offended by somebody else's casual joke. And they're saying, it was a joke, it was a joke. And, you know, we're crying, you hurt my feelings. So everybody's feelings may be, you know, at a 9 or a 10 or a 10 plus. This is not only relating to you and what you are feeling, but you are going to be dealing with everybody else's feelings who are also expressing a high degree of sensitivity. If possible, take the high road. Apologize. Let them know you did not mean to hurt their feelings. If it's a big issue, put it off for a few days. Let some of this intense eclipse energy dissipate a little bit. Then go back and revisit the issue. When we have cancer energy, we want to spend time with home and family. We want to be home. We want to nest. We want to sort of pull into ourselves a little bit. And we often go on trips with family. Family comes to visit. And I'm not saying that all of you have not had fabulous families and wonderful energies, but it can push some buttons, you know. Nobody can push our buttons like, like our family members. They know right where to push. So, yeah. Make sure you're doing some deep breathing. Make sure you have your therapist's office on speed dial. Make sure you're counting to 10 before you say something that you may not mean or go to an extreme. Eclipses are not moderate energies. They can take us to an extreme. On the other hand, it can really reveal new insights about who we are and how we see ourselves and how the public sees us. Cancer is a sign of leadership. How do you lead? How do you want to be seen publicly? These are all questions that can come up. And you may not think sweet little home and family cancer can be a powerful leader, but, yeah, they can. Cancer is a strong sign of leadership and being in charge. They might not do it as obviously as Aries or Capricorn, but they make their presence felt. So this can be a powerful time for all of us to get in touch with those energies. It can be a time of moving, of changing our home, our physical abode. We may want to remodel. We may want to pack up. This can really take us to another place in the blink of an eye. 
but it can also be an exciting adventure. So I cannot wait. I'm a Cancer. I cannot wait to see what this solar eclipse is going to bring for me. And even if you are not one of the four cardinal signs that I mentioned, it does not mean this eclipse is not going to affect you. Because if you have planets um, in Cancer, they're going to be excitable because of this eclipse. Now, this eclipse is happening at 10 degrees Cancer. I would give this anywhere from 3 or 4 degrees Cancer up to about 15, 16 degrees Cancer. If you have any planets in that range, they're really going to be feeling this eclipse. And so you're going to notice feelings coming up and you're going to notice changes happening. But make sure that you stay in charge of this and that you are making decisions that serve your highest self and your best future. Don't just make an emotional decision. Take a minute and stop and think about future consequences and how are you operating as a leader and how are you impacting the family. This can be extremely positive and very exciting, but it can also wake us up real like a bunch of cold water in the face, you know, rudely turn on the lights and wake us up. And once awake, we don't go back to sleep again. So, okay, let me take another caller, and then I will start to talk about the lunar eclipse. So do we have somebody else on the line? Yes, we are. I'm going to bring Sati, and she's in Colorado, and she's caller number two. Hey, Sati. Hey, Miss Susan. How are you, honey? <laughs> I am good. It is good to hear your voice. Sati and I know each other. Um, yes, we do. Uh, we have Lucky. worked at the same place, and so we are aware of each other's work. So I am going to ask, what can I do for you today, and what is it you would like to know about? Well, um, if there's anything that takes precedence that you want to talk about is great. Otherwise, I'm having troubles with my older daughter who um, seems to think that everything I do is uh, set against her. So either How way, old is she? 34. How? Okay. Um, first of all, I'm going to tell you, and I'm looking at your solar chart here. Uh, well, I'm actually sorry. I'm looking at your natal chart here. And I'm going to tell you that one of the life path lessons that you came in to learn about is about children. And because of that, you and your daughter have made this contract beforehand to come in together. And what I am getting and what I am hearing from your guides is that your oldest daughter's behavior is a mirror to you of a way that you acted in other lifetimes. And you did not realize how hurtful that was or how difficult that was. And in this other lifetime, you were seeing your actions and your words from your own point of view, which is totally natural. But without meaning to, it hurt other people. In this lifetime, you are the one who is being hurt 
by her actions, her words, her way of interacting with you. And so this is not because she hates you. This is not because she doesn't love you. This is because she does love you. She has agreed to take on this role of showing you and mirroring to you these emotions. So one of the things that you can do with this is, first of all, go into a time of of quiet or peace or meditation and thank her. Thank her and thank her on the soul level for being willing to take this on, to help you grow, to help both of you grow. But it's like, okay, I'll step up, I'll be there, and, and I'll say these things and do these things and express these feelings to you so that you can have a chance to heal, to balance, and to know what that's like. So that would kind of be the first thing, because even though it's very difficult, it feels from your guides as if in some ways it is also a gift. It is also giving you the opportunity to meet yourself and to look in the mirror. So think about, well, how would I feel if I've ever done that to anybody? So you might want to go into, oh, what is that? It's a honopono where you, the Hawaiian sort of um, thank you, I forgive you, you know, I love you. you. You go into offering this forgiveness and this love because that is so healing. And you have to forgive and love yourself. Because when we make mistakes, we are usually the most judgmental of ourselves. So, yes, that is a quiet place I would find. I would go into forgiving yourself for past mistakes you made. Because it's all they were mistakes. Not intentions of hurting anybody. And we've all made lots of different kinds of mistakes. So, honor yourself for how far you have come. And I know through all of this with your daughter, you are loving her through all of it. I am going to say, Saturn right now is in Capricorn. And it is affecting some of these planets in your chart that rule children. So I can see where things are coming up. I can see where harsh language may come up more probably from her than you, but it could be from anybody. It could be from a third party. With Saturn, things look very black and white. So it's like, oh, you didn't come to my graduation. You hate me. I'm angry at you forever. You know, like very harsh, very rigid. So it's going to be a little bit more challenging than usual to get her to see other points of view. I I hate that. I'm so sorry. I wish I could say this is going to be over by next week, but... But Saturn is here for a few months. I do think July may be especially difficult because you do have so many retrograde planets. And with the planet of communication going retrograde, what you are saying and what she is hearing may not be the same thing. I would be careful about email and text because it's a little bit more challenging to convey emotion. So you could say the most innocuous things, and she may read an emotion into it. You may say, okay, see you then. And she's like, you were so curt and so mean to me. Or you're like, huh, what? So as much as possible, I would communicate voice-to-voice or face-to-face so that you can each get a better read of that emotion. Be a little prepared for some misunderstandings or miscommunication in there. You might want to follow up with an email after you've talked, you know, voice-to-voice or face-to-face. But later, more after Saturn has turned direct, 
in September. I think July and August, this communication is still pretty challenging. But after September, I think it gets better as Saturn starts to open up and move direct again. You might even, after September, between mid-September and the end of the year, you might even want to go back and revisit issues that you were arguing about before that you just agreed to not discuss or something because it feels like the communication gets so much better. And then when Saturn leaves Capricorn in early 2020, it takes that energy even further away. So even though it feels like forever, this is short term. I will tell you the time to be most especially careful of this year is going to be in I'm sorry, it's going to be in October from October 3rd through November 18th. I would be especially careful and especially cautious about communication because you have a strong Mars energy there. And when we have a strong Mars energy, that's a very impatient energy, and it can be very impulsive. So you can say something that you don't really mean, or you can say something without thinking that she may take offense to. And the reverse holds true as well. You may be more angry at something she says, and, you know, does she not think, as a mother, I have feelings too? So that's going to be especially emotional. But it does feel like a lot of this is from the past. And even though you may not be feeling it now, what it, it underneath it all is healing. It's like you're getting things up and out that feel like it's it's oh, feels like it's been dealt with or pushed away for a long time. <laughs> okay, well thank you so much. I really appreciate your insight with regards to my daughter. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, Okay, so we are moving back into eclipse territory. And on July 16th, we have a lunar eclipse. And this lunar eclipse takes place in the sign of Capricorn. And it takes place at 24 degrees Capricorn. So I would give it from about... Oh, you know, 19 degrees Capricorn till about 29 degrees Capricorn. If you have planets in that range in Capricorn, this eclipse is probably going to affect you a bit more than most other people. Capricorn is a sign of authority. So we may see some changes with people in authority. That may be the IRS. That may be the president of your HOA. That may be any type of authority, anybody that has power or control over you or anybody we look to as an authority figure. This can be parents because they're our first authority figures. Capricorn is not the most lighthearted, fluffy planet. Capricorn is really about looking at the bottom line. And it is pretty much used to having a plan and following the plan. So this can be a little bit of a tough energy because Capricorn can sometimes be a bit rigid. Like, no, we said we weren't going to take any vacations for 10 years, and it's only nine and a half. You know, the plan is to wait until 10. So Capricorn is not always, you know, let's fly by the seat of our pants kind of energy. But as this eclipse comes in, it can reveal to us hidden emotions. It can reveal to us emotions we didn't even know were there 
or that we were still holding on to. It is really a wonderful time to do a lot of inner work. It's a great time to talk to a counselor or a therapist or to start to look at how other people perceive you. It is a very emotion-laden kind of an energy. So all of us may be more um, emotional about parents that have passed on, about jobs that we lost when we were 22 years old, about just about anything happening. And especially if your boss gives you an assignment or says something to you, there may be some professional changes. So think about this. It is not a good time to make a sudden and unpredictable change. Any, it's, you know, if you've been thinking about this for a while and it's been on the books, fine. But this is not the best time to say, oh, you know, I'm tired of being an accountant. I'm going to go, you know, be a clown instead and go to Ringling Circus. Although nowadays I would say it's probably Cirque du Soleil or something like that. I think Ringling Brothers went out of business, but I can't remember. Um, so this is all about looking at your public profile. Are you ready to take on more authority? Are you ready to give up some of the authority or power and position that you now have? How much pride do you take in what you do? How connected are you with your profession? You know, if I never read for another client, I'll be an astrologer till the day that I die. That's just a part of me, like my hair color or the color of my eyes. It's who I am. For some people, their identification with their profession is overwhelming. For other people, it's like, eh, it's just a job. I go in, I do my job, I get a paycheck near the end. So this can be a lot of insight and understanding into do you want a career or a job? What kind of career would you want? What motivates you? Is it money? Is it ego? Is it power or position? Is it achievement? These are times when all these things may be challenged and you may be looking at them. And it's a good time to grow in any area of professional expertise. I'd wait to make the actual decision, but it's going to start coming up. Not only do eclipses happen in pairs, but their influence can be felt for up to six months after the eclipse and when something else goes over that degree, but we're not going to get too complicated. <laughs> so some of the decisions, thoughts, feelings, ideas that you have in July, you may see come to fruition at the end of the year in December, January. And so be aware of that. This is not something that just has an impact or influence on your life for a couple of days. This is something whose impact and influence may last for months, and you may not fully see what was happening during the eclipse until the end of this year and beginning of next year, where you're like, oh, that's what this was, and that's how that played out. So, yes, this is a time when the power of what is happening can take you into a new place professionally. And it can be very exciting and very bold. But I would also be looking around at the people who are the leaders of different countries. It would just be interesting to me to see 
oh, do we have any kings or queens or premiers or emperors or presidents or prime ministers that have a lot of energy in Cancer Capricorn? Because we may see some changes with them and some big stuff going on. Our president is a Gemini. So he's not a cardinal sign and he's not a Cancer or Capricorn. But there may be other people in political life or in positions of leadership in the United States that do have this. We may see something going on with them. But I'm really wondering about the Prime Minister of England and Canada. And let's see, I think Queen Elizabeth is a Taurus, so I don't think she's a... uh, But Prince William is a Cancer. So we may see something going on there, and I think um, Princess Kate or Duchess Kate is a um, Capricorn, I think. So she's got Capricorn and Cancer in her chart. So we may see some things going on with the royal family. Um, If you know of any other prime ministers or premiers or whatever who have that kind of cardinal energy, look for some changes going on there because this is powerful. And if you are in a position of leadership, it is sometimes public. But on a personal level, we can really use this eclipse energy to make big changes positive changes in a relatively short period of time. So I look at these little astrological wormholes as opportunities and really exciting energies. Okay, so where are we at? Do we have any other callers? Yeah, we have many callers, so I'm setting two and a half minutes so you can talk to them as quick as we can and as many as we can so we can leave time for the month, the sign of the month. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so we're going to start with Karen. She's in Aries. Welcome to see you. Hey, Karen. Hello? Karen, yes? Is anybody there? Yes, can you hear us, Karen? Okay, so then we're going to go with our next one. We're going to go with Capricorn. And this is Keisha. Keisha. Hi, ladies. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Okay, Ms. Capricorn, what can I help you with today? Um, I am ready to start dating, and I, I would love a serious relationship, but I want to know what are you getting for that? Well, I would say, and remember now, the callers earlier they had given me their specific birth information so i was looking at their natal chart but all of the callers now i am just answering these questions in general for capricorn or cancer or taurus or whatever that sun sign is so just knowing that you're a capricorn i would say i am not one little bit surprised that you are interested in love and relationships because you have a lot of that energy coming up for you I am going to Uh tell you that July is going to be a very social month for you, very busy. Mm -hmm. I see lots of Mm -hmm. invitations coming your way, and I would Mm -hmm. say accept them. Get out of the house. Go and do. And I know Capricorn is not exactly the lampshade on the head kind of sign, but I would have Uh a good time and be funny and silly and play. 
this is where I'm really going to tell you to indulge yourself. If it's if it's okay financially, I'd buy yeah. some new clothes or go out to eat or get theater tickets. Yeah. This is a time to really sort of spread your social wings. So I definitely see you ready to flirt ready to date, mm-hmm. ready to mm-hmm. bat those little eyes at somebody. <laughs> I'm also going to say on July 3rd, you have an astrological gift when oh. Venus is going to move into your seventh house of love and romance. And okay. that's, that's kind of nice. You know, the seventh house is the house of partnership. And Venus is is the planet that rules that, and it's all about love. And, hey, what is not to like? So have a good time. (laughs) Okay, okay. All right, well, thank you. Thank you both. Okay, have a good month. (laughs) Bye, thanks. Bye. Okay, so now we're going to go to a cancer, and this is Claudette. Claudette. Hello. Hey, I'm a Cancer, too. Oh, you are. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I am. Us crabs have to stick together. Yes, my my birthday was yesterday. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I'm just calling because some two friends of mine last year, there was some conflict with me and them. Well, actually, them being mad at me, not... Up to now, I haven't heard from one of them as to really why she's mad with me. Well, I can understand this. Um, because right now, mm-hmm. Cancer has Saturn, both Saturn and Pluto, opposing their sun. And and they're opposing this in the area of social activities and partnerships. And even though most of the time we think of partnerships, as um, romantic partnerships, partnerships are our friends as well. When we are friends with somebody, we're in a partnership with them. And right now, both Saturn and Pluto are retrograde, as I mentioned. And so you are also going to have a lunar eclipse on July 16th in that same area that is dealing with these partnerships. So I'm going to tell you quite honestly I do not necessarily see this fixing itself immediately. I think this may go on for a little while. And Mm -hmm. remember, with Mercury retrograde in July, uh, even if you're trying to fix it, you're going to have to be very careful because there can be misunderstandings. Even in an apology or, or, or you know, trying to reach out or send an olive branch, there can still be misunderstandings. So it means you're going to have to be very patient. And I know we, we're not the best at that as humans. I do think after September, when Saturn turns direct, I think that would be the time that things might start to move forward more. Now, one thing that I do like about July... Remember that I said retrograde is about redoing or going back into something or going over something. It could be that one of these friends reaches out to you because that's like going back into the disagreement or the the falling out. So that may happen. And if they do, then yes, I would hope that this can move forward. I will say on July 3rd, Venus is coming out from behind the curtain it's been in all month and is coming into your first house 
and it is going to be next to your son from July 3rd, you know, um, through most of the month. If it was just your birthday, I would say really maybe July 1st through July 10th, there is a lovely, lovely Venus energy there. And that might be the best time to see about working things out because Venus loves peace and harmony. And there is real love between the friendship there. So there's a real basis for friendships, but you're sort of swimming upstream. So if so, that would be the time that I would reach out or be most amenable to having them reach out to you. Sorry, can't talk more. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you, but I'll try to get in touch with you. Okay, my pleasure. Thank you very much. If anybody wants to reach out to Susan Reynolds, the best way is to go to her website, exploreastrology.com. Okay, Susan, we have four minutes more. We still have a couple of callers, but I don't know if you'll... Because you talk a lot about cancer, so... Yeah, if we only have four minutes, as most of you know, what I've started doing is kind of having the sign of the month right there at the tail end of of the hour so that I can just talk a little bit about that one special sign. And this month, the sign of the month is cancer. And cancer is the fourth sign of the zodiac, and their planet or their symbol is crab. And cancer is the sign that rules home and family. So if you know anybody who is a Cancer, they really like being home. They like having their own space. They can often be very territorial about their stuff. That's my stuff. Don't touch my stuff, you know. Cancer doesn't like having anybody in their space that they have not invited. They can sometimes be a bit of a hermit. But Cancer is also the sign of nurturing. Cancer friends want to nurture their friends. They want to nurture everybody. And they can be very, very giving people, not just giving in terms of of donations or even giving of their time, but they give of their emotions. They will hurt with you. They will cry with you. They will help you eat Haagen-Dazs when you have broken up with somebody. They are there for you to go to the hospital with you. Cancer friends are extremely loyal and very, very nurturing, but they're also very sensitive, and cancer can get their feelings hurt a lot. And most of the time, they're not going to mention that to you. They're not going to tell you. They just keep it to themselves. Cancers keep a lot more to themselves than you would ever realize. As a matter of fact, it's actually quite difficult for cancer to kind of share when they're hurt or their their feelings or have been bruised. They just get quiet or they pull into themselves. And you say, what's wrong? Nothing. You know, so it takes them a while. You just sometimes have to be patient with them and give them time and space to come out and be ready to start to share and talk with you. They're also, and I hope this isn't stepping on any toes because it's a sign that rules home and family, cancer is a very fertile sign. They love kids. They're usually really good with children. They sometimes have big families. You know, it's there used to be that show in TV about 19 kids and more or something like that. Um, and the father was a cancer. Like, they love children. And they are usually very good teachers and nannies and, you know, daycare operators and have that affinity and innate understanding. And with their own children, 
it's like they have this weird, I don't know, intuitive connection. They know what their kids need almost before the kid needs it. And so cancers are also signs of leadership. And you don't think this quiet, sweet, unassuming, you know, cancers, no, no, that's okay, is going to be a leader. But they are a cardinal sign, and they are a sign of leadership. And don't be fooled by the quiet exterior. You know, cancer will find a way to whatever it is they want to get done. They'll find a way to get it done. You know, um, my sister just laughs because she says, yeah, people think you're all so nice and so sweet and they have never seen you in operation because I will be patient and I will just keep going back and I will not let go of an idea once I have it. And that's that crab. You know, think about a, a the sand crab. They reach out with that claw and they hold on to something. And so cancers can be incredibly stubborn. They may be nice about it, but they may be incredibly stubborn. And it can be difficult and you have to be patient with them to get them to change their mind. But they have this, they're ruled by the moon. So their moods can change very dramatically because the moon changes signs every couple of days. And so, you know, their moon is not like most people's. It's not sort of stuck. It's constantly, their ruling planet is constantly on the go. So you have to be patient with changing moods. But they have this kind of soft dreaminess that I just don't even know how to describe. It is just a lovely energy. And I don't want to puff up my own sign, but it's, a sign of sweetness and kindness, and they really want to help you and nurture you and be kind to you. Cancers are also usually very good cooks and good in the kitchen. They have this real foodie thing going on. Now, I am a terrible cook. <laughs> if I ever invite you over for dinner, run for the hills because I can't cook a lick. Uh, I like to bake, though, and so cancers often watch all these cooking shows or have a lot of cookbooks or really want to, you know, have these fabulous desserts for the bake sale or something. They'll know the best restaurants. They might have the menu memorized at their favorite restaurant. They do well in catering professions and restaurant professions and things that deal with food. And so if you have to give a cancer bad news or you want to talk to them about something serious, Take them out to eat. They will be much more receptive <laughs> to whatever it is. <laughs> that is like the secret weapon with cancer. You take them out for a nice meal. They'll really be listening to you much better. And every sign thinks their sign is the best. And so I love being a cancer because I love the emotion. It's a water sign. And as such, it's very intuitive. All the water signs are intuitive. And the water signs are cancer and Scorpio and Pisces, and those are the signs of water. And all three of these signs are extremely intuitive and very able to pick up a vibe or a tone or sometimes know more about what's going on than you know about what's going on. So if you have cancer children who say, I don't think that's a good idea, I don't feel good about it, let let them know you're listening to them because chances are they're probably right. You know, They're mm-hmm. picking it up. They may not be able to explain it to you, but by God, they know. And so, yes, they're dreamy. They like to be around water. Cancers are definitely more at home at the beach and the mountains. So just let them hear the whoosh-whoosh of the waves. Let them put their feet in the sand and just watch all their worries and cares drop away and watch them open up and just flower and blossom, you know, as the water laps around their ankles. (gasps) It's just making me want to go to the beach right now. <laughs> me too. Me too. I love the water. 
And yeah, I, I do love cancers, and I thank you, Susan, for that one. I, I, it, it, it was just a lovely picture that you presented to us. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think we're we're finishing up here. Um, tune in next month. Even though I'll be talking at the end of July, I want to talk about the Charter of the United States because July 4th is our birthday. And so I want to see if I could get some nice energy in about happy birthday to the USA and see what's coming up for our country. So that's what I'm going to talk about in July. Perfect. Okay, so I'll prepare that. So remember, everybody, we're going back to our regular time, 12 p.m. on July. So put it on your calendars and come back to Susan Reynolds' show, Karmic Astrology. Thank you, Susan, for everything. And goodbye. Thanks, Claudia. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.